You're listening to the Marathon Church Podcast. We exist to build communities that love Jesus, love people, and live on purpose. To learn more about Marathon Church, visit marathonchurch.org. We hope that this encourages you and builds your faith. Enjoy this week's message. How many people does it take to bring out a TV? That's the that's a new thought. Y'all having a good weekend? Hey, I want y'all to take off Monday, will you? Just, just take off. Don't, don't go to work. Don't do anything, you know. Some of you are going to have to work, and we, all the rest of us are really sorry about that. Can you feel it? We want you to feel today. I got some stuff today. We're going to have some fun. Uh, I hope it's fun for you. Uh, <laughs> I want you to pay attention. What I've been praying is for, for today, we've been doing this thing called Love Dates and Heartbreaks last weekend. So if you've had enough of relationship stuff, well, then we're done. Okay, this is it. The last, this is it, the last shot. So I want you to pay attention because today is going to be very interesting, and it's one of those things you probably really need to be paying attention to the rest of your life, how this is going to work. And so if you're watching online, you will be eventually in your car, probably not in a boat watching this, listening to this, but through these things we're going to do and what we're going to say today, you probably need to pay attention because something's going to speak to you and something's going to say, oh, that's, that's what I needed to hear. That's what I've been praying for. That's what we're doing. So we've been talking about love, dates, and today we're going to do heartbreaks. How do you get over a heartbreak? Uh, if you haven't had a heartbreak, you're a lucky person. You're a lucky person because most everybody has had a heartbreak, and it really is tough getting over that, making that happen. We've been talking about how to date, who to date, when to date, uh, who not to date. We've been talking about all these things, you know, just throwing all this stuff out there, who to marry, who not to marry. Maybe you shouldn't get married. We talked about that. Maybe you should wait for a little while uh, because I think everybody has these hopes and these dreams of things they're going to do with their life. We'll talk about that. Uh, especially the girls, they are always practicing for their wedding. You know, they're already setting things up, having their wedding day, and they start writing their name with the last name of the person they think they're going to marry and just see how it looks. You know, it would be really cool if that's really all we had to do was to make a great life and a great marriage. It's just, it's just do those things and everything works out. Problem is, everything doesn't always work out the way we want them to. That's the heartbreak part. And so we have to figure out how do we do that, how do we get through that. So I take stuff like this. I don't try to give you my opinion of stuff. I just try to look at life, what's happened to me, what's happened to you. And then I look in the Bible, what's happened to those people that were in the Bible and the things that happened. And I try to mix those two things together. And we're going to get this thing called how to get through a heartbreak. And that's what we're going to talk about. So we have some stuff. Now, some of these heartbreaks... Uh, it's probably, some of it's our fault. Here's what I've noticed. It's some of our fault. We're not making real good decisions when it comes to, to people, relationships, goals, and dreams. We'll talk about some of that, too. So we're probably not making really good decisions. So some of it's my fault. Some of it's your fault. Uh, most, if you've ever had a breakup, it's always the other person's fault. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're the ones that didn't treat me right, that didn't do me right. And so we talked about that last week is that maybe we should quit looking out and start looking in. Am, am, am I in this? Did I do something, and have I been doing something? Because if you end up with break up, break up, break up, no friends, no friends, no friends, might want to look inside, see what's going on and what's happening. So everybody's had a heartbreak. 
Uh, my daughter, is, she's at the beach right now with the youth. She is 18. She'll be 18 years old. Uh, she's going to have a heartbreak. It's going to be horrible, you know. Here's what she's going to think when you have a heartbreak. I'll never get through this. My life is over. Well, it's not. It's not over because you've had, you, you had all these hopes and these dreams and these things that you thought about of how this was going to work, and now it's not working, and so my life is over. And I've heard that before from a teenager. My life is over. I'm like, wow, you have no idea. You don't even know what life is yet. You have no idea. You don't even have to pay your own bills. You get to live off mom and daddy. That's amazing, isn't it? It's an amazing thing. And Faith makes money, and she saves her money, and she uses my money. So I'm just telling you, you know, so she'll buy lunches for everybody, but it's my money. I'm trying to say, honey, eventually it's got to flip around. So let's talk about a couple of things we did. Uh, we looked the right, these are a couple of myths. Uh, if I find the right person, then I'll be right. Uh, and then we talked about if, if the person's looking for you, if the right person, or are you the right person for the right person? I don't know. But this is a myth. This is a myth. Everything you're listening, in, because you're not going to have the person that's going to actually complete you. This is a myth. We want it to happen. I think, there's, I think we think our life's kind of like a movie, like a Disney thing. You know, everything works out in the end. You start out really well, then you have a little something in the middle, and then in the end, everybody wins, gets a puppy. It's, it's just it's amazing stuff. It's not real life, though. And I think sometimes we live our life thinking, living in a fantasy, and we're not getting down to the real stuff, and that's the right person. The promise myth is I just need a promise and a party. You know, I'm, I want to marry you. I love you forever. It doesn't matter where we live. Yes, it will. We'll live in a tent by the creek in a van down by the river. And we'll just love each other. Won't make it. <laughs> but then we have so much set up for this promise and a party. We have the, it's, you know, I see this happen. I married a lot of people. And I see this happen. There's so much about the wedding and so much about the party. The problem I have is what's going to happen after uh, six months from now, a year from now. And because nobody's thinking like that, I'm just doing a promise and a party. So the myth is it's just all going to work out. It doesn't matter what we do. As long as we love each other, it's going to work out. Well, probably not. There's things that have to happen. It sounds good, though, doesn't it? It sounds good. If we love each other, we can make it through anything. Ah, the make it through anything is the thing. There's where your love comes in. And we talked about that. Because everybody's been in love, and you will fall in love. You can fall in love immediately with anything. But if you have the right feeling, see, what happens even in here? You're having a feeling. Is this a good service? Is this a bad service? Do I like this church? Are the people friendly? We have, you have feelings. People leave churches and people and things all the time because of a feeling. And we talked about that. The physical side of a relationship, feelings and touch. Physical side of a relationship. This is going to happen immediately. Your body, you know, it's going to send false signals. He walks in the door. He's the one. I ain't marrying that one right there. You have no idea why you think that, but you feel that. And you're going to have false feelings of love. You can marry anybody in a week or less. You can fall in love with a car. I mean, it, it's just we're made this way. This is our feelings. This is our physical side. This is what we talked about. So then we start out with love feelings and false signals, and then we move into the physical part of it, and we end up having sex, and guess what? 
We have really messed up. We have really messed up. Because nobody's thinking about down the road and what are we, why are we even getting married? Because we have a feeling, this is what we talked about. Because I feel this love thing, and that love thing's powerful, is it not? Oh, that you just like, oh, you just want to, you know, like walk, there's birds everywhere and butterflies all around you, and people want to smack you because you're in love. And so, and it's what it feels like, though. You're just so in love. I'm so in love. It's, it, it's got to be, you've got to be right. It feels so right. It's got to be right. Really? Your feelings will lie. This is why you have to take time to date people and all that. We talked about that. And you've got to figure out what you're even trying to do. What is the deal here? You have this fantasy thing going over in your head. He has one thought. You have another thought. And we're just going to live on love and end up in a divorce. So this is the first side. This, you're made two, there's two sides of you. There's the physical side of you, which is your body. And then there's the spiritual side is where you have to get. This is where things happen. This is where most people never go. Even Christians will never get here. You never get here. It's the spiritual side of the relationship. This is that part where God says you have become one flesh on the spiritual side of getting married. Because what he's wanting to do is establish a home. This is a home base and where the kingdom of God is going to be launched with children and the next generation is going to carry the message of Jesus Christ. You're thinking one thing and God's thinking another. So if I'm going to pick... And I'm going to pick a mate. i got to figure out, okay, well, how does this work? What does that look like in relation to this and what God wants us to do? And this marriage establish a mission. Most of you, your marriages do not have a mission in any, in any way. You are two separate beings trying to live together, doing two separate things. And you wonder why you're fighting and you wonder what's wrong. You have to be able to get on the same page and do something that's not about you. This is what I talked about. It's not about you. If you get your marriage where it's not about you, you your whole life is going to change. If, you, if you're on the same page and you're doing things to help other people and you have a mission in life, and it may change over time, and it will, and it should. You should be doing things differently, differently in your 40s and your 20s. But the mission is still the same. What is the mission? Move the kingdom of God. It has never changed with him. So he established a home so you could have children, so you could have a home base, and y'all could work on a mission together because two are better than one. That's how he thinks. And you just think, oh, he looks good. Oh, she's beautiful. He's thinking much, much bigger and deeper than you're thinking. So when I'm going to, you know, when I, when I picked Lynn, this is what I was thinking. Now, I wasn't thinking that in the beginning. I was thinking other things in the beginning. She walks in the door, and I'm like, oh, my God. I said that, okay? I said, you know, it's beautiful, got everything. And I'm like, boy, if she just, if she just loves God, I love <laughs> And she just, you know, and, and uh, we went on a youth retreat together. Yeah, she loved God. She's beautiful, and she has a mission, so I married her. Dun, da, da, da. Sometimes things do work out. They do. But you have to think about that. What are you looking for? Let's try to get past the physical. So let's do some stuff. How do we do this? Maybe you have a heartbreak. You know, maybe somebody broke up with you. You have been through a divorce. Most people, if you go through a divorce, it's the most horrible thing you can go without physically dying. Go through it. You will lose weight. Going through divorce. Everything changes. You can't believe it. You're questioning everything. 
Because the heartbreak, not only it, it messes with your mind, it's a physical thing that happens to you. It makes you sick. And this is why heartbreak is so hard, these kind of things. But maybe it's a dream you had that didn't happen. Maybe something you were trying to do. Maybe it was a business. Maybe it was a dream. Maybe it was something you wanted to do uh, that just didn't happen. And now the time has passed. What are we going to do with that? See, my, my time has passed. When I was in high school, I was going to play in the NBA. You can go ahead and laugh. Because I'm, I'm six foot. So I finally got to college, and the point guard was six four. And I thought, this is not, this, you know, there was a whole different world happening when I ended up in college. And everybody down, the people down low were 6'11", 6'10". And my first shot, my first shot in practice ended up in the stands. I thought, okay, going to have to change this plan. And they're going to have to change the plan. Because that wasn't going to work out, right? So I had, had to do something else. So I don't know what your plans are, what, you, what hasn't worked for you. And I don't know how you think about God with that, by the way. I don't know. Maybe I was mad at God because I'm not 6'10". I don't know. I'm just trying to say, think, because you're going to be mad when something doesn't work out the way you think it is. Your plans did not work out, and you're going to be mad. And you can even leave. You're watching online. You can even leave the church over this stuff. You could even say, God, you're not doing what you're supposed to do. Uh, this is a, did you not do everything right? Did you not do everything by the book? And they still broke up with you? So now whose fault is this? It has to be God. And this is how, this is where this heartbreak starts. So I'm going to try to help you with some of this. A broken heart doesn't mean you're broken. So I think you got to see past, okay, we don't live in heaven. We live in a bad place, by the way. Things happen. Bad things happen to good people. Do they? They sure do. All the time. But just because you have a broken heart doesn't mean that you're broken. And like, God hasn't got anything for you. Because what we start out with is what we want, remember? Even, even I hear Christians, if I'm talking to Christians, you say, I really want God's plan for my life. You really do. That's what you say. But it may not be what you think it is. You just said, I want God's plan for my life. What happens when it's not yours? What do you do then? And this is what happens to a lot of people when it comes to dreams and all the things that happen. But you're not broken. Just because you have a broken heart, God has something for you. He has something for all of us. Sometimes things work out. Sometimes things don't. And there's where the heartbreak comes in, and there's where we have to decide what we're going to do with that. What we're going to do with that. So let's get through some of this. Here's your schedule. This is what we do. This is kind of how you, you email this to God. <laughs> this is what I want. This is kind of how it is, isn't it? Now, let's think real, let's, let's go up a little bit. Uh, so God's thinking what's the best way to use you to move the kingdom of God. This is what he's thinking. And what you do and where you are and your gifts and your talents and all the plans and all that stuff. So he's thinking that. But you're thinking, I want to graduate by this. I want to be married by this. And if you're not married by this, life is over. It will never happen. That's what you're thinking. Because you have these plans, start a business, have children, and retire by. That's what you're thinking. And God, can you not deliver? Here's the heartbreak. Can you not deliver? I've done everything you've asked me to do. I've been doing it by the book. I have been good. Can you not deliver? And it's very frustrating, very 
very frustrating when you don't get what you want, is it not? When you do all the right things and you pray and you try to be nice to people, where's God showing up? This is the, this is the question. So there's a problem with your plan and his plan. Maybe you're not together. Maybe something's going on. Maybe you're not paying attention. And that's what we're going to talk about. Everybody else's dreams are coming true, and they're living your dream. You see other people who have gotten married, but you're not married. You're always a bridesmaid in the marriage, in the wedding. Remember that? And then your best friend gets a divorce, and she's having a second wedding, and now you're in that second wedding, and you are so mad. You would love to have the chance to be married and screw up the first, wedding, first marriage. That's all you're asking. Let me screw one up. You know, that's all I'm asking, and you're just so mad. This is not Guys, this isn't right. You wanted to be in business. You wanted this to happen, and it didn't. And now that time has passed, and it may not happen. So what are you going to do when it comes to this? How does this work? It seems like everybody else got what they wanted. That's what you see, right? That's how it works. They're so happy over there. I love Facebook. That's the happiest family over there. Really? Well, their kids do what they're supposed to do. They're the only ones. They're the only children that actually obey and do what they're supposed to do. It's the most amazing thing on Facebook. And so this is what we really want to happen, but in reality, not everything is working out. Not everything works out, and this is going to be hard for you. I'll talk to you Christians just for a moment. Not everything is going to work out for your good, but it will work out for the good of the kingdom. So I'll put that in your head and let you ponder that part. So, heartbreak, trying to get through. I hate people living out my dream. Michael Jordan, what's wrong? Why didn't he call to me? Michael Jordan, he was my hero, and he didn't even call me. Anyway, nothing is going as planned. That was cool, wasn't it? You may do that again. Nothing is going as planned. This is... I think here's what I need you to understand about heartbreak, about plans and dreams and all the things that you want to do. I want you to understand that nobody in the Bible got to do what they wanted to do. I want you to hear this. Because it's very important that you hear this. It's very important. Because I can bring you peace and joy and happiness today if you will pay attention. And this is why I said this is very important. Very important. Nothing is going as planned. The people in the Bible who shaped Western civilization, in other words, they brought Christianity to us, and that is why you're here. You're in this room because of these people that did all these things in the New Testament and brought it to us. Here's what happened. Never got to do what they had planned for their life. They never did. It never worked out the way they thought it would. This is the problem we're going to have with God, isn't it? This is what I want to do. I emailed you my plans. I've told you, and I, this is not happening. So something had to happen. Now, these people changed the world. I'm not saying they didn't have a good time at some of it, but most of them did not have a good time. But it wasn't about the good time, and it wasn't about the dream. It was about you and his plan and not their plan, and that's hard. Can I get to a spot in my life where I don't, it's not about me? Marriage would be really wonderful if we could think like that. Life would be wonder, real wonderful if we thought, maybe it's not about me. I wonder what this is. 
So nobody in the Bible, I'll give you some examples, nobody in the Bible got to do what they wanted to do. There is a purpose for, uh, for you even when your dreams can't come true. You will see this happen over and over and over, and even with Jesus Christ, you, you're just not going to believe this. When you go back and examine this, I'm going to try to help you as quick as I can, as quick as I can, but I need you to try to pick up on what, you know, what I'm laying down here. Listen, God's plan, he has one for you. Do you want to do that? Since yours isn't working out so well, what if you jumped in on him and see what was happening? So there's always a purpose, even when uh, the dream doesn't come true. They did not choose the hand they were dealt. This is the Bible, and this might be you. They did not choose the hand they were dealt, but they chose to trust the hand that dealt it. Is it possible that through this heartbreak that it is okay to say, uh, it's all right? I trust you. So we want to say we have faith, but we want to say we trust God. We say we believe in God. He has the best for our life. Then why are you so mad? He just saved you from marrying the wrong person. And you are so mad. You wanted a business that was going to go bankrupt, and he saved you. And you have no idea. So I don't know if we know what's best for us, but I know that he knows what's best for us. And this is what was happening when they got there. These people that, did the, that moved the kingdom of God, they were not cursed, but blessed. They were blessed to be able to work with God and do what they did. Was it going to be hard? You, you have no idea. You have no idea. We want a peaceful, easy feeling and make things happen and do God's will. As if nothing will go wrong. You are living in the wrong world. This is not it. Well, bad things happen to good people every day, all the time, and you will see it. They were not broken. They were chosen. So are you. If you could get your head around what he's wanting to do and what he is up to, your life will change. You will have this peaceful, easy feeling. I love that song, Sunday, Sunday morning, peaceful, easy feeling like Sunday morning. That guy was never a pastor. Never. Never worked in the nursery in his life. So I'm just telling you, these people were chosen. Now, here's the, here was the catch to it. Let me tell you the catch. They had to say yes. Okay? They had to say yes. Let me tell you, let me do something real quick. Marathon was not my plan. I had four people in my life. Brenda Cox was one of them. She's here. Brenda Cox was here. She was going to be a school teacher and work with special needs kids. That's what she's going to do. My wife, she's a journalist. She wrote for newspapers. She got a bunch of awards. I got in my office back there. Brian Cox, my brother, went to school in Ohio to be an engineer in a studio, a studio musician, write songs, and do all that stuff. I was going to be in sports medicine. That's what I was going to do. I went into sales, and then I created a company called Abe Enterprises. It's Alan, Brian, and Eddie had the brothers. And we were going to flip houses. We were going to do all this. Had set up. We were already doing it. That kind of thing. And then this thing happened right here called Marathon. This thing happened. Now listen very carefully. This was none of our plans. We planned other things for our life. We had decided that we're not going uh, to do what we want to do, but we're going to do what he wants to do. 
Now, is this going to be a hard row? It certainly is a hard row. Was it painful? It certainly was painful. But we chose something. We could be mad about, or we're, you know, whatever, we're not going to get to do what we're going to do, or we can be like, I'm going to do what God wants me to do. And, the, and all of that, in this location, in Marathon, over 3,000 people now know Jesus Christ that did not know them before. We started other churches. We started New Spring. We started Velocity. We started the Mill Church. We started Foothills Community Church in Seneca. Thousands of people know Jesus Christ. And please hear what I'm saying. It was not my plan. And I had an argument. I didn't want to flip houses. I have it set up. Even with the banks, I'm ready to go. But that wasn't it. All four of them said, I will do what God wants. I will not do what I thought I was going to do, and I will do what God wants. It was the best decision ever made. It is the best. I'm telling you. I got to hurry. I'm gonna, nothing is going as planned, okay? Mary, the mother of Jesus, okay, she's gonna, she had an idea. She's going to have a nice house and camels and all that. And that didn't work out. She got pregnant, and she wasn't married. Now the community's like, what in the world's going on? She's like, oh, here I am. This is not what I wanted to do. And Joseph's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? We didn't, what? Who? Pregnant? God? What? Oh, I got to think about this one. Can only imagine. So here's what happened. So the thoughts, watch this, so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. And a sword, he said, this is going to be bad for you, Mary. This is going to be bad. And a sword will pierce your soul. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. Listen very carefully. May everything you have said about me come true. You know what he said? she said? You ready? Here's how they did it in the Bible. I'm going to do what you want. Is it going to hurt? Oh, my. Seeing your son hang on a cross, can you only imagine? Dying for people that she probably didn't like. You've been there. I'm like, well, you didn't have to die for that one. You know, you know. So this is what I'm saying. These people's plan, they did, this is not working out. And most of the disciples, except for one, uh, had a horrible death, died young. Only one lived to be an old man. It's tough stuff. I'm just trying to figure out where you are when you get to this. Maybe, maybe, I should, God, your will be done. Oh, your will be done. Nothing is going as planned. John the Baptist, he was announcing Jesus Christ. He had all these people coming to see him every day. <laughs> he was a celebrity. He was having fun. And all of a sudden, Jesus was announced. He just shows up, and all the people left him. And he went to jail. What? Uh, this is not what I, this is not how I saw this going down. And by the way, you're going to lose your mind and your head real soon. And that's what happened. And then they asked him about it. And uh, CNN comes over and Fox News shows up. What do you think about this? And he said to this, John replied, a person can receive only what is given, from, given them from heaven. This is God's business. It's not my business. I am here to do what he asked. Every one of them did this. So you have a heartbreak. Things didn't work out. I want to know what you're thinking right now. Here we go. Nothing is going as planned. Jesus Christ shows up on the scene. He shows up. Now listen very carefully. I had a question mark over here because this will mess you up. So Jesus even... Jesus was thinking this thought as he's in the garden. He's talking about us and what was going to happen. He said, it's, you know, uh, Father, if you're willing, 
can you change the plan? Are you hear this? If you're willing, can you change the plan? Take this cup from me. Let's, let's not, can we do another thing? Can we do another thing? And then he said, yet yeah, not my will, but yours be done. Not my will, not my plan. Your plan. Not going to get to be a sports medicine guy. But you know that? It's not going to happen. It's not. This happened, and this is much better. This is how God works. But you know what had to happen? Somebody had to say yes. Jesus says, okay. Send me to the cross. Let's do it. Not my will. This is amazing stuff. There's a little prosperity. Let me say this. There is a little prosperity gospel in all of us. Since I did, God must. This is how you think. And this is why you have trouble with your dreams. This is why you have trouble with heartbreak. It's because you're doing the right thing. And this is what prosperity gospel says. If I give one, God will give ten. That's how you do your money, right? You're not giving your money because you just love him. You're giving your money because you think you're going to get something. This is what happens here. And since I did, God must. Since I did the right things and I've been a good boy, then you got to deliver. And here's what happens. When he doesn't, you walk away. You walk away. Because you don't understand what's happening. You see, did I have it? Did I, I've told you so many times I wanted to flip houses and I wanted to do other things and all that stuff. And we argue all the time. And you know what he said? It's basically, just keep doing what you're doing. Because you know what I do? Here's, I want to tell you this. I trust him. That's not, that's not pastor stuff. I really do trust God with my life. I think he knows better. And I think he knows what's coming. And when I decided to do his plan and not my plan, things really did work out. Was it painful? Sure. Well, the, you know, will you bleed? Well, I will. You bleed for people. That's what happens. And this is what you have to understand. Jesus did not come to offer an equation but an invitation. Listen, Christian, it's not a formula. You do this, I do this, I do that. You give 10, I give 20. You know, I give five minutes of my time, you give me 10 minutes back. This is how we think. We think that this is a formula. This is not. It's an invitation for his children to be with him and to work with him. And this is what he was trying to communicate, and he did so, so well. Follow me because of who I am, not because of what I can do. You Listen very carefully. This is why you struggle with your, your dreams. This is why you struggle with your plans. This is why you struggle with heartbreak. Because you think God should do something. And he didn't. You could have stepped in. But you didn't. And you throw your hands, I'm done with y'all. I'm done with, done with the church. I'm done with God. It's not real. This is how it works. What, but what have all, he's already done? He's already provided a way, made a way, salvation for you. I mean, everything has been given. We, we can't see past where we live. You should understand that there's a better day coming than where we are. And by, and by that, I mean heaven and all those things that are going to happen. But in this day... He wants to use you and has a plan for you and do things for you that you think you can't do because your dream didn't come true. And you have to realize that. 
Nothing is, nothing is going as planned. I'm going to skip this, but I'll give you a quick one real quick. Absalom, third son of David, he got an army together. He's going to take over. Now, see, here's what David did. David was a mess. If you don't know King David, you can go look this up. He was a complete disaster, okay? But the lineage of Jesus came from David. It's a complete disaster. I love what God does all the time. He takes disasters and just turns them into wonderful stuff. So Absalom comes along. David's already lost two sons. Absalom comes along, and he's been working on this for four years. He's got an army together, and he's going to march on the, on the capital, and he's going to fight his dad for the kingdom. That's what he's going to do. David's an old man. He's already lost two sons. And you know what he said? I don't want to lose another son. So he got all his stuff together, packed up everybody in his family to get them out of the city and started walking out of the city, and they, were, they, were, and they left. They left. And this guy here, Zadok, he was the priest. He said, aren't we going to take the Ark of the Covenant, which meant the presence of God? We can keep God on our side. And David made some interesting statements. He said, I am, I am done trying to manipulate God. I'm, trying, I'm tired of trying to tell God what to do. I'm tired. That did not work. My plans did not work. Me trying to tell him what he should do just did not work. So here's something he said. He said, take the ark back to the city. He said, no, I don't, I'm not, not taking God with me. Not taking him. I'm not going to fight with him anymore. I'm not going to argue with him anymore. If I find favor in the Lord's eyes, he will bring me back. He'll decide now, and not me, what he wants to do. I have tried to do all my, everything in my life, and I've messed it all up. And, but this time, it will be God and not me. That's what he said. And let me see it in his dwelling place again. Now, he was trying to let everybody know. He said, I am, not, I am out of trying to do my thing. I am out. His will be done. Say this with me. Thy will, not my will be done. Say it again. Thy will, not my will be done. That's how you have peace. That's when things don't work out, you have this thing. This is not a resignation. It's a prayer of power and empowerment. What I'm saying, what David said was, I'm, I'm getting in with you. That's what he said. He said, I am getting in with you, God. I have messed it all up. And now my son's trying to kill me. I am done. What? Here's, here's the greatest thing. He steps into this. What do you want to do? It seems like you know what's happening. And you seem to know what's best. What do you want to do? And that's what he said. You're, the, you're saying that God's will on earth is to be done through you. Are you not saying that? Is that what you, is that what, when you accepted Jesus Christ and you want God's plan for your life, well, that will be God's plan. That God's will will be done on earth as it is in heaven and it is going to be done by you. But you're going to have to step over and say, not my will. Not my will. But your will will be done. Heartbreak leaves a door open. Heartbreak leaves a door open. You're not open to what God is wanting to do most of the time unless you have pain, unless you have a heartbreak. Something didn't work. That's why people come to church. 
My life's a disaster. What do I do now? Move into God's plan. He's very good at creating stuff. I got so many stories I could tell you about Marathon and how we got here and what happened. You would not believe the things that God did. It was so easy to do once we got started. He dropped things in our lap. People showed up. It was amazing. Heartbreak leaves the door open. When I don't want to do what I want to do, I want to do what he wants to do, things will change. Every time. Every time. And you don't need Jesus till you're here. Until you get to that heartbreak and you get to that place where you didn't have what you wanted and your dreams didn't come true. And then all of that, you've done it all. You've tried it all like David. And you said, okay, I'm done. I'm stepping in with you. This is the spot where you need Jesus. God has a plan for you. I think you'll step over in it. You'll see what, he's, what he can really do with you. Some of you had heartbreaks. Some of you are here. Uh, you're watching online. We had people accept Jesus Christ online. And I think that's, this is that moment where we need to kind of step into that. So people watching online, people in this room, okay, let's, let's do this right. First things first, let's accept Jesus Christ in our life and get on his plan and what he wants for us. That's what we want to do. So let's, let's bow our heads. And here's what I'm going to say. If you want to accept Jesus Christ into your life, not your way, but his way, because he really knows, then pray this prayer with me. Jesus, I ask that you come into my heart and change me. Make me a new person. I want to follow you. I want to do what you want to do. I ask that you forgive me of my sin. Forgive me for not following you sooner. I believe you died for me. I believe you rose from the dead. Thank you for hearing my prayer and changing my life forever. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you were encouraged by today's message and made a decision to follow Jesus, be sure to let us know by connecting with us online at marathonchurch.org. If you haven't already, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience more messages, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at marathonchurch.org or download the Marathon Church app. Thanks for listening to the Marathon Church Podcast.